All actions have consequences. Choose wisely. A familiar adage in our everyday decision-making, but brings an especially profound significance to the world of The Witcher 3. Don't you agree, Helena? Oh, most definitely, Raymond. You're already sparking curiosity with that quote. And, readers, that quote is not just a life lesson. It's the game's mantra. That's the level of intricacy we're looking at in The Witcher 3's story progression. I'm glad you picked up on that essence, Helena. The Witcher 3 is an intricate tapestry of rich storytelling, detailed world-building, and, as you rightly pointed out, player-influenced narratives. It's no wonder the game has fascinated so many players around the world. I mean, isn't it fascinating when your choices substantially shape how the story unfolds, Raymond? Absolutely, Helena. It adds a whole new layer of complexity and player involvement that's rare with many games. The code isn't just telling a story, it's weaving a world that's brimming with intricate narratives, dynamically molded by each player's choices. Ah, could that be a hint, Raymond? Our listeners might have to replay the game, taking note of their choices to truly understand the complexity of The Witcher 3. Can't wait to uncover more about this intricate universe. So let's talk about Geralt, the Witcher himself, his journey, his character arc, and the world he's firmly situated in. Fascinating. Would you first tell our listeners briefly who exactly Geralt of Rivia is? Some might be hearing about him for the first time. Well, he's this grizzled professional monster hunter, also known as a Witcher. Geralt got his name from the northern region of Rivia. With white hair, yellow cat-like eyes, and a pair of silver and steel swords on his back, he's quite an imposing figure. Trained from his youth, he uses a blend of swordplay, magic, and alchemy to battle beasts. He sounds formidable. And what world does he navigate? He maneuvers through a rugged, war-torn continent, navigating a political landscape just as treacherous as the monsters he hunts, and it's filled with magic and a variety of creatures to boot. Worth noting here is that the geography varies greatly across regions with cities, villages, dense forests, and deep seas, setting the stage for the many adventures Geralt encounters. What about his relationship with others? How does this rugged man interact with other characters? Geralt has a few close companions, but the relationships that really stand out are his enduring friendships with Dandelion, the poet, and Zoltan, the dwarf. But arguably one of the most complex relationships is with Yennefer, a sorceress, and his love interest. Her own strong persona contrasts and complements his flair in a peculiar way. Oh, I've heard about the tumultuous love triangles in the game. Oh, you're right, Helena. Geralt has ongoing romantic tension with Triss Marigold, a fellow sorceress and ally, adding to the narrative conflict. Shifting our lens a bit, I want to delve into the game's plot now. The Witcher 3 really skates the line between the conventional and the unpredictable, with its big plot lines, as well as the underlying subplots. The game constantly puts you, as a player, in situations where you have to make complex moral decisions. I've heard of that. Like it's not just about killing monsters or winning a battle, right? It's definitely about more than that. The game pushes you into these difficult situations, where there's really no clear right or wrong answer. I think that's truly innovative in terms of game narrative. You're not just VIP getting special treatment. You might think you're making the right choice, only to be hit with consequences you never saw coming later on. Certainly. 
That's a stark contrast from many other RPGs where the gameplay dynamics are a bit more binary. Indeed, and you see this reflected in quests such as The Bloody Baron, where decisions aren't easy, cut and dry choices. You're forced to meditate on these imposed moral dilemmas, which adds depth to the game. Beyond moral implications that these plot lines pose, I'm thinking about the darker themes in the game. From what I've understood, the game doesn't shy away from representing societal evils, like domestic violence or systemic oppression. Isn't that right? Absolutely, the game isn't afraid to deal with some seriously dark themes. While it can get heavy, it adds a profound layer of realism which further deepens the drama and the emotional engagement for players. The game reminds you constantly of the harsh world you're navigating, where real-life issues persist. That's thought-provoking. No wonder this game has such a dedicated fan base. It seems to go beyond the realms of just providing entertainment. You remember when we talked about how The Witcher 3 goes beyond just the usual good versus evil trope? That's largely because it gives you, the player, the power to influence the kind of story you want to experience. It seems the game really ropes you in, making you feel like the choices you make, as Geralt, actually matter and create ripple effects. Can you give us an example, Raymond? Sure, Helena. One of the most memorable player-influenced storyline for me was a decision involving the character Kira Metz. Depending on your choices, she could end up as an ally, an enemy, or even dead. Each option represents a different path in the main storyline, and it's your choices as a player that determine her fate and subsequently, Geralt's journey. Wow, that's quite impactful. It's not just about button-smashing to defeat enemies, right? It's about making thoughtful decisions, and then living with the consequences. Exactly. That's what sets The Witcher 3 apart. And often, as a player, you're making these decisions in the heat of the moment, not fully realising how they might shape the rest of your gaming experience. It's incredible how the game developers have woven such intricate cause-effect relationships into the game world. Let's throw this out to our listeners. We would love to hear about the most dramatic player-influenced moments you've had in playing The Witcher 3. Did you anticipate the consequences of your choices? Did they surprise you? Helena, can you imagine reaching the end of a game, only to find out that the choices you made have shaped a completely different conclusion than you anticipated? Oh boy, Raymond, that indeed sounds like an unpredictable roller coaster of a journey. Probably a big reason why The Witcher 3's been so well received, right? Absolutely. It's not just that your choices matter, they directly affect the game's ending. You could end up on the path of a savior or walk down a dark road to become a villain. Your every move molds Geralt's fate, the fate of the world he inhabits, and, more importantly, the nature of your interactions with other characters in the Witcher universe. Remember how I mentioned about Kira Metz earlier? That's just one of the many instances. What a wild concept, to have that power to influence the world so deeply in a game. Do you think that triggers a certain sense of responsibility or guilt in the players? It does, Helena. And it's not just that. Playing Witcher 3 can sometimes feel like you're walking a tightrope. You could be dealing with something seemingly minor, like deciding to help a stranger or not. And the next thing you know... It has significant consequences. It's not uncommon for players to feel surprise, shock, or even regret when their decisions lead to unforeseen endings. I remember feeling a tinge of guilt myself in one playthrough when a choice I made led to a friend's death. 
Something I totally didn't intend or foresee. That's powerful. Applying psychological ramifications of player choices is indeed a smart move by the creators. Has there been an instance where an ending completely took you by surprise? Oh yes, and it wasn't pleasant. You remember when Geralt has to decide between fighting a local warlord or aligning with him to protect the city? Well, I chose the latter thinking it was the best to save innocent lives. But that led to an ending where Geralt became a hated figure, shunned by those he wanted to protect. The sense of betrayal, disappointment, was pretty hard-hitting. I hadn't seen that coming at all. Wow, that sounds like a real gut punch. I guess it's these unpredictable twists and turns that have made The Witcher 3 such a hit among the players. A remarkable testament to the developers, wouldn't you say? So let's delve into player immersion and emotional involvement in The Witcher 3. Absolutely, there's so much emotional depth to the game. One of the things that really stand out for me is the side quests and mini-games. You're not just hunting monsters, you're playing card games with characters, solving riddles, even dealing with relationship issues. Yes, those elements surely drew the players closer to the game. A regular monster hunting game would not have been as impactful, would it? No, and that totally wouldn't provoke the sense of empathy or connection to the characters like The Witcher 3 does. Take Gwent, the in-game card game for instance. You can bump into somebody, challenge them to a game of Gwent, and find a common interest to build a relationship around. That forms a bond, shallow perhaps, yet significant, the kind of which we build in real life. You know, Raymond, it's interesting that you mention building relationships. The dynamic relationships with other characters definitely increase the emotional involvement, don't they? I've seen tweets where fans felt deeply for characters, shared their joy and pain. Not common in a game setting. Absolutely. I would even dare to say that the relationships Geralt builds with characters like Triss and Yennefer have countless players emotionally entangled. It really enhances the immersive experience when it's not just about winning or losing, but how your actions influence others and the world around you. Well, seems like behind all those fantasy elements, CD Projekt Red cleverly incorporated doses of realism through means of emotional attachment, pushing gamers to feel more for these digital personalities. Let's shift our attention to the enchanting world of Slavic mythology. You know, interestingly, The Witcher 3 didn't just create its monsters from scratch, it borrowed heavily from Slavic folklore. Isn't it fascinating, Raymond? Absolutely, it's like adding a layer of authenticity. I remember Lesians. They are woodland spirits in Slavic mythology, right? Exactly. Lesions are definitely one such creature. These towering, deer-skull-headed, raven-cloaked spirits are a sight to behold in the game. In human terms, they might be eerie and intimidating, but they're just a regular part of the everyday Slavic folklore universe. And the way they're designed in the game, it's almost as if they've been brought to life from storybooks. I remember one such gruesome encounter I had in the game. It was thrilling, to say the least. And what about those underwater monsters? Ah, you must be referring to drowners, aren't you? They are the undead who rise from their watery graves to torment the living. These folks are straight out of the Slavic mythos playbook. Proving lethal to both the protagonist and the living folk of the game, they beautifully bind the threads of horror and myth, heightening player engagement. Let me add, there's something to be said about the game's commitment to being inspired by Slavic mythology. 
even so far as to reflect it in the environment and atmospheres. Bleak landscapes, dark forests, misty lanes, they are like paintings embodying myths themselves. That's also, I think, an incredible way of blending culture into a digital narrative. I couldn't put it better myself, Raymond. A deeply immersive experience is guaranteed when mythical narratives meld with gameplay. Not only does it add depth to the story, but it significantly contributes to a player's interaction with the narrative. Shall we jump into what the online community has to say about The Witcher 3, Helena? Absolutely. I'd love to dive into that ocean of thoughts. It's remarkable. The range of sentiments that Witcher 3 has evoked in people, isn't it? For sure. In terms of praises, the narrative complexity, the engagement level, and the way players' choices impact the story, these are recurring themes of appreciation, right? Yes. And you know, in my experience as a marketer, such powerful emotional responses from players equal massive success, especially for narrative-driven games like Witcher 3, where immersive storytelling is key. The game seems to have achieved that in spades. As a PC gamer, I can vouch for that. The amount of time I've spent pondering over decision-making in the game is just colossal. Well, I've read a lot of posts in the gaming community regarding the same. There was this one player who shared how the Bloody Baron's quest left them mentally exhausted. They wrote about how their decisions played out, the moral dilemmas they faced. It was quite fascinating to see the impact of the narrative. Talk about emotional investment. But not all user opinions are roses, right? That's right. Some criticism centred around the steep learning curve and others about occasional glitches in gameplay. But even those were drowned in waves of praise for the character depth and intricate world-building. You know what, Helena? We now invite our listeners to share their own stories and perspectives as well. Maybe they have unique takes on the narrative, their personal Witcher journeys, favourite decision-making moments or criticisms. After all, user opinions are a significant part of discussing a game. All right, let's switch gears and talk about how the mechanics of The Witcher 3, specifically its combat system and skills progression, play into the narrative. As a player, Helena, I was continually drawn into the game by its mechanics. I'd love to hear more about that. How do these mechanics contribute to fostering player immersion? Well... The game sports a real-time combat system that's based on rhythm, precision and player skill rather than luck or stats. This makes the players feel like their choices and actions, not numbers, define the combat outcome. Traits like aggression or caution can translate directly into a player's combat style, and this blur between player and character often increases immersion. And what about the skills progression? How does that factor into the narrative? Great question. Geralt can learn and upgrade a wide range of skills. Depending on what skills players choose to prioritize, they're essentially tailoring Geralt's strengths to their playstyle. Over time, these decisions create a customized Geralt that feels particular to each player. This again fosters higher connection and immersion, keeping the players engrossed in the narrative. The visuals and audio cues must have some role to play as well. Undoubtedly. The audio design, for instance has been crafted in a way that every sound Geralt makes while interacting with the game world feels natural and adds to the immersion. Also, the stunning visuals not only create a believable world for players to lose themselves in, but are often cleverly utilized to set the narrative tone. 
like there's this underlying sense of grandeur mixed with decay evoked by the landscape visuals, which effectively foreshadows and mirrors the game's narrative themes. So, all in all, the gameplay mechanics serve as an immersive bridge between the player and the narrative, transforming what could be a passive experience into an active, engaging journey. Remember the Battle of Kaer Morhen? How could anyone playing The Witcher 3 forget such a dramatic scene? For me, that scene, where Geralt and his companions mount a desperate defense of Kaer Morhen against the Wild Hunt, well, that's top-tier gaming storytelling. It's not only an epic battle, but a significant emotional high point, a culmination of the extraordinary relationships you've formed with these characters. That sounds intense. That moment surely must imprint on players, given their emotional stakes. Can you share some other scenes that left an impact? Well, another one that stands out is the Bloody Baron quest line. This quest line, which seems like a simple missing persons case at first, unfolds into a deeply rooted family tragedy involving substance abuse, domestic violence, and loss. The emotional depth and complexity it introduces is unparalleled in my eyes. How heavy. This game isn't afraid to delve into such intense themes. Graphic, but carries deep societal implications. Yes, but it's not all doom and gloom. That's good to know. In The Witcher, history, politics and cultures of various kingdoms play as much part in shaping our experience as combat techniques and mythical beasts. Our decisions matter and influence not only Geralt's fate, but also alter the tapestry of the entire Witcher universe. Exactly. The Witcher 3 not only delivers a rich storyline, but it also brings a whole world to life with its history and lore. This level of world-building is what enticed so many players and made The Witcher 3 a cultural phenomenon. But let's dig a bit deeper into the realm of politics. Raymond, do you have any interesting facts up your sleeve? Well, we can't really talk about politics in The Witcher world without mentioning the constant struggle for power, which is a key subplot in the series. Representative kingdoms, like Temeria, Redania, and Nilfgaard, each with their distinct philosophy and culture, are in a perpetual state of political unrest. The decisions player make significantly impact these power dynamics. For instance, siding with one faction could lead to the downfall of another, changing the geopolitical landscape significantly. It's intense and keeps you on edge. That's fascinating. It's like the game isn't just about the individual character's journey, but an exploration of an entire universe and its political dynamics. I often find many players mentioning about how much they enjoy this aspect of the game. Shifting gears a bit, kudos to CD Projekt Red for integrating the Slavic mythology so seamlessly into the lore of the game. Raymond, can you give us some fun facts on that? Of course. The Witcher universe is heavily inspired by Slavic mythology. Many of the creatures that Geralt encounters throughout the game can be traced back to these ancient myths. For instance, Strigus, one of the monsters Geralt fights, are inspired from the Strziga of Slavic mythology, a woman turned into a monstrous bird due to a curse. The lore gets more captivating once we understand these influences. So true. The Witcher is a perfect blend of folklore, mythology, politics and history. Interacting with various kingdoms and peoples, engaging in politics, or combating against mythical creatures, it's such an immersive experience. It takes gaming to a new level. 
Precisely. As you navigate Geralt through the dynamic Witcher universe, you're not just completing quests, you're partaking in a greatly detailed world with a rich historical backdrop. Myth, politics and war all weave a web that continues to grip you throughout the gameplay. It's fascinating and adds depth to the narrative.